Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Man, we have some we have intelligent lighting here in the house. There's smart lights. I can turn the lights on and off here with my phone. I might do that throughout the show. We got a whole bunch of great stuff going on in the house. So take your shoes off, take your hat off, grab something off the living room table. Come on in and let's have a seat by the fireside and chat with our good friend from Soundsphere. It is Dom Smith. Dom, thanks so much for coming into House of Wrestling here today. Mate, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. You're in my house as well. Uh, it's very it's very comfy. It looks very comfy in yours. That 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 all office space looks fantastic. So it is a pleasure to be in your house and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Dom and I, by the way, met. We were, uh, thank you to WWE, by the way, uh, who sat Dom and I right next to each other on SmackDown. And uh, we had a chance to chat for like two hours, watch some great wrestling action, and just really hit it off, Dom. So I wanted to bring a little of that energy here to the show today, man. Yeah, man, we got we got pretty deep there. It was it was good. I I enjoyed a lot of those conversations. Still still remember it. So uh, I'm I'm absolutely delighted that we could uh, connect back up because I know you're a busy man. You know you're very yeah. in demand. Uh, <laughs> your house is uh, packed with stuff, so it is a pleasure to uh, to, to be here and, and to be reconnecting with you. Now, wait. Now, here, like, I'm a busy man. Before we got on the air, Dom's filling me in on everything he's doing right now. He's like a music consultant. He does pro wrestling journalism, regular journalism. And he's like, oh, by the way, I'm also, like, getting back into a band. He's going to do some music again. You're busy, Dom. I, I am just fulfilled. You are a busy man. Oh, man. I mean, like I say, that word fulfillment's a good one. I feel good. Sitting here talking to you, it, it reminds me just how good I've got it. You know, I'm very lucky to have, uh, you know, Soundsphere has been existing for a long time. It does amazing stuff in, in music, and we're so lucky to have that stuff. So lucky to have so many amazing contributors. I'm lucky to, to you know, to have been sat next to you as well. I knew of you before we sat there together. Uh, obviously, I've seen, oh, uh, you know, the, the, the reputation that, that House of Wrestling has developed, obviously, on, on Premier Streaming Network. And just, you know, I, I love the rapport you have. With, with your interviewees. So honestly, I, I was really motivated by sitting next to you, sat on SmackDown, just talking, you know, shooting shooting the S word as it were. You can say shit. You can say okay. shooting the shit here. That's we, fine. Okay, cool. We were shooting the shit and it was it was cool. We got quite deep, like I said, and it was it was nice. But then uh, yeah, to see to see how how supported you are for this show in the wrestling media and the, and the network is is a testament to your work ethic mate so honestly to say on record you know it, it is a pleasure for me to be here but also to, to reconnect with you because you know a, a lot of people are getting behind you man it's it's awesome to see it really is well i appreciate the kind words dom and we have a mutual friend we're gonna give tom talks rubbish uh, a shout out here as well who i know that we both are, are sending love to right now yes. support he's getting going right now saw you set him up with a new uh, uh like sound system or he's got new microphones and stuff because of you or something like that yeah it's a new webcam and mic so we're, we're working on a project together uh and so we're, we're trying to step it up uh so and tom is amazing of course he was actually so 
so surprised that that like that we connected and that he you know he was kind of just very complimented that you remembered him yeah. and, and and stuff like that so tom is is a wonderful person he says i'm his mentor but honestly i've learned a lot from tom as well and and it's an absolute pleasure to to have to be working with him now but also to you know he's given me a great platform before on his channels on obviously fightful over book stuff so like it's uh it's it's tom's awesome and, yes. uh, and we are sending we are sending our love to you man Yes, Tom. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to the show here today. Man, if you are watching us live in Technicolor here, first run of House of Wrestling, you are watching us on Premier Streaming Network. And I tried to do my lights here right now, but it's not working the way that they are supposed to be working. But whatever. If you're <laughs> watching us, if you're watching us in video form, you're watching me physically fumble around right now. It's really wonderful. Uh, you can actually also see both the uh, Dom and I's office spaces, which are creepily similar by the way this is the closest i've ever had a co-host backdrop to looking like my backdrop as well in my actual house um premier streaming network tuesday thursday noon eastern come here again first run house of wrestling the place to be uh tons of other great content here at premier streaming network just yesterday it was announced at starcast coming to premier streaming network right exclusively on premier streaming network so much going here uh, going on here at the platform uh, go ahead and sign up for Premiere Plus. Go to watchonpremiere.com. That's the easiest way to watch the show when it drops noon Eastern, Tuesday, Thursdays, before it hits the House of Wrestling podcast feed. And I was going to save this at the end of the show, but I'm going to say it right now. I've been mixing up the interviews and the, and the commentary the last couple weeks. It's worked to some degree, but I think, it's been, I think it was better when I was releasing largely the interviews separate from the commentary so we're going to go back to doing that uh today we're going to drop if they're short interviews like these scrum interviews we'll keep doing them on house of wrestling proper but all the itr stuff all of the individual house of wrestling stuff that's going to start going out a la carte again on the house of wrestling podcast feed we got big inside the ropes interviews that i'll list at the end of the show uh but if you like that feed comments five star ratings all of that always appreciated um and of course um house of wrestling is a website houseofwrestling.com, H-A-U-S of wrestling.com. We ran through a lot of the exclusives uh, from this week on the Tuesday episode, but I did have a bit of a follow-up. Of course, I reached out to WrestleCon on Monday when they put out their talent guide without Rick Steiner on it, and I asked, why would why is he pulled from the event, right? Is he not doing WrestleCon? They sent me back a statement basically saying they thought it would be easier to release the talent guide without Rick listed because it's obviously created some controversy. Well, that response that I published on Tuesday or Monday, uh, wasn't received great, I would say. Um, and in the wake of, of that, it, uh, it appears that, or not appears Rick Steiner has been pulled from WrestleCon officially. They asked him to issue a public apology over what he said to Giselle Shaw and he declined. They're like, no, he's they're not, he's not going to do that. So Rick's not at WrestleCon. Dom, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on what happened here. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I saw all of that go down. Obviously, uh, you know, really from, from WrestleCon's point of view, you know, looking for supporting the LGBTQ plus community, you know, I thought it was, you know, a, a good decision to consider those things. Obviously, you know, Rick made an error. You know, obviously we all make mistakes, but that was a particularly big one in terms of what went down there. And obviously, you know, the WrestleCon has to has to has to manage their brand, has to manage how they look. And and obviously it's important to make sure that you are mindful and make sure that you are supportive of these communities with these complaints. So from my perspective, um, good decision to leave Rick yeah. off this time. 
Yeah, and look, I'm all for second chances too, but they've got to be earned, right? You have mm-hmm. to prove that you learned from the mistake, and if you're not willing to cop to the mistake and show that you've learned from it, then I I don't know where to go from there, right? So yeah. I hope I hope Rick comes to his senses. I hope he learns something. I hope he I hope he spends some time speaking with the LGBTQ community to actually really learn why he offended so many people. And I hope that he does someday make a genuine apology for what he did and explains what he learned from that situation and uh, and give him that second chance that is earned. But I'm not all about just giving second chances for the sake of giving them. Mm. There has to be uh, some kind of contrition or something learned from that. So good call right now. And again, I hope cooler heads prevail and people learn from this situation to become better people. All right. Now to the show. It, it, by the way, like I said, we got an interview here today. We're going to talk a little news here for the next half hour or so. And then we're going to hear from Bailey. And, of course, Bailey kind of won money in the bank. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, the way she talked about it in the junket afterwards, you'd think that she also won money in the bank, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a very, it was very fun the way they managed that. Absolutely, and uh, like I say, I was in the room with you doing that interview, and I think that you know Bailey has a very good grasp of, of her character and what she wants to achieve, and I'm so excited to see how they play this dynamic between Bailey and EO over the next couple of weeks and months because, uh, again, Bailey's a, a classic heel, and, and obviously EO is 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 very over right now. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic, but that, yeah, that press junket where they walked in together and they were both kind of sat there. It was, it was, I thought it was really well done. Really yeah. well done. Um, well, let's talk a little AEW news here to start, and then we'll get into a WWE block. Uh, I'll try to take this sequentially because I know blood and guts is a big thing last night. We will get to it. Uh, but Tony Khan held this media call, uh, a prior to blood and guts ahead of ROH death before dishonor this weekend. A couple big points. I wanted to put out, point out here. Uh, he did note. I'm sure you you're happy about this, Dom. Actually, I don't know. Are you going to AEW All In? Do you plan well, to be in yeah, Wembley? I plan to be there. Yeah, I plan to be there. We've uh, we've made some connections. We've got a, a you know we've had a lot of really good contact with AEW. So a shout out to their their PR team. So my my uh, my hope uh, is that I'm going to be at uh, in AEW. But I will make some plans to be there regardless. Ah, dude, that's going to be crazy. You're going to be a, you could be part of the largest harassment show of all time and for those of us that can't be there physically tony khan has confirmed this event will be able to be watched live in some form details soon but he did note that bleacher report has typically carried aw pay-per-views in the past so i think a pretty big tell as to where fans are going to be able to watch this thing right yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's ne- it's necessary. You know, this is going to be huge for a lot of people. Obviously, we saw the effect of, of money in the bank for, on a global scale. Uh, you know, and obviously the, the appreciation of, of fans over here in the UK. I, I truly believe uh, we have the best wrestling fans in terms of in ter- terms of crowd interaction and in terms of vibe and mood. And I, and I think that deserves to be seen on on, on a global platform. And, and I'm excited to uh, to 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 show Wembley and show that crowd and show that event to, to the world because it's going to be. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be second to none. Um, Brian Danielson was brought up on the call. Uh, his injury worse than expected, which is not a surprise, as his wife had said the same. Um, but he uh, did give an update. Brian Danielson did over on his personal social media channels. He noted that uh, he had surgery two weeks ago, and he had a rod and nine screws put into his arm, and he's now on the road to recovery. Dude, like. Do you get to wrestle again like that? I don't know. Is he also he's kind of like Lex Luger now, right? He's got a steel arm. 
Yeah, man. Danielson can do anything, mate. He's, you know, I, I truly, again, I believe he's one of the one of the best technical wrestlers, not only of the last twenty years, but 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 beyond that of all time. And I think nothing will stop him from from wrestling or finding a way to wrestle. Obviously, you know, he can be mindful of his physical health, etc. He's very switched on to that, obviously, because of his previous injuries. Uh, but Danielson will keep going. He's like the Terminator. I, I I do. He's like the Terminator of wrestling. He will just keep on coming. <laughs> the funny thing about that is. At some point, he's going to be entirely made of metal, and they're just going to have to put a flesh suit over him, and it's going to be a real advantage when he's a cyborg fighting, you know, MJF or whoever they put in front of him. Yes, when he's when he's kicking people's uh, freaking heads off with his uh, with all of his metal, you know. It's, yeah, uh, it's going to be intense. He's throwing uh, he's throwing lariats with his uh, laser eyes, right? He just kind of. <laughs> um. Following the viewership success of Collision and Battle of the Belts, which held steady a little over half million viewers here across all three hours. They did a back-to-back this past Saturday night. Um, he was asked by Brandon Thurston if he would consider adding Rampage as a third hour of Dynamite as opposed to putting it in this kind of floating block that really doesn't seem to be connecting viewership-wise. Um, were you on the call? Have you heard this audio, Dom? I, I, I've, I have been around it, and I know the people that were on that call. I think okay. it's, an, it's an interesting one where... You know, obviously, from our perspective over here, you know, it's, it's a little bit different because I think there's a lot of AEW television. I love it. Obviously, Collision's amazing. Dynamite's amazing. Uh, Rampage, I've kind of missed a little bit of. I'm going to throw that one back to you, Nick, from, from someone that is obviously on a, a, a lot of these junkets, a lot of these events, and obviously is, is able to watch it as well. You know, it, it feels like a lot of people are saying that there's, there's a little bit too much. There's a little bit too much of AEW. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, I don't think there's too much AEW. I think there's too much pro wrestling. Like, I think if you took all the rest of the wrestling out of the picture, I think AEW would be fine. I, I honestly think the collision dynamite, dynamite yin and yang here is is really good. I think it's great for AEW. You know, we're going to get to some notes here from Fightful about this, this meeting that CM Punk hosted with the locker room. Mm. But I mm. think it's really good, you know. And I think that the reason I asked if you'd heard it is because Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics posed the question to Tony Khan and you can tell that Tony like had started to think about it maybe like an hour or like recently and in real time you hear him talking to Brandon Thurston about like well what do you think do you think this is a good idea because like I don't know I mean like I've got my hours a week to kind of allocate how I want and we were all very surprised by how well this turned out and he didn't close the door on mm. Dynamite becoming like a three-hour show. He wasn't like, no. He was like, hmm, maybe. Because yeah. like, if people are already there for two hours and then they get that third-hour bump, look, Rampage is not doing well right now no. viewership-wise. And it gets bumped all the time. Would it be better to make it a third hour of, of Dynamite? That's an interesting point. Yeah. The bottom line, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Like I say, you know, I think you're right. It's too much pro wrestling is, is a much, you know, much deeper and wider conversation. You know, I love AEW, respect that it's a great alternative to other companies out there. Uh, but like I say, you know, maybe moving that, you know, that to the third hour of, of, of Dynamite where people are already there. Maybe that is the solution because, you know, like I say, Rampage, I, you know, I want to. I want to be able to watch all the shows, but I'm but I'm too busy. And I know a lot of people, even who work in wrestling media, that just cannot get to everything, cannot even watch it. You know what I mean? So maybe that is the answer, Nick. Maybe you're right having a third hour there. 
yeah, making it easily accessible, right? Like you're already mm -hmm. there for two hours. Maybe I'm willing to hang around for a third. I'll watch two, but man, get me to come back for an hour on like a Friday night. You know, yeah. ugh, that's a little yeah. bit of a slog. So we'll see what happens here. I, I don't, I don't take it off the table. Um, but I teased here this this uh, punk meeting. So Fightful had the first notes coming out of this meeting uh, last Saturday before Collision. CM Punk uh, fully in leadership mode here in collision, right? Like this is a general with his army. Now uh, he noted to the roster. And by the way, this is, this was a meeting that was the talent that is largely going to be appearing solely on collision, which is as noted by Sean, some of the people from that just do dynamite or aren't really regulars with collision, like didn't even know this meeting happened till it was reported, which I find very interesting. Um, so he noted in the meeting to these people, these talents, the ways that collision is going to differentiate itself from dynamite already has, and how that differentiation has started to win over people that were detractors of collision coming into it. Um, he said that finishes and quote unquote, no shenanigans were things that differentiated them from dynamite. And he also went out of his way to tell them all to continue to promote Promote, promote, promote everything AEW puts in front of you, including Fight Forever, the video game. We got to push this thing. Um, he also brought up, I guess, the guidelines, the band move list, some of those things that, that people need to look out for here. So, you know, what what of that kind of cornucopia of CM Punk guidance really sticks out to you the most there, Dom? I mean, there's, there's some really interesting notes here. Obviously, you know, again, the, the notion Eigens is a difference. You know, obviously, some people may may agree with that. Some people may not. Ooh, it kind of felt a little shady to me, yeah, too, right? You know, yeah. we don't do we don't do shenanigans like over a dynamite. It sounds like yeah. Vince, honestly. <laughs> yeah, know? there was it was an interesting. You know, obviously, the promotion of those projects. You know, the fight forever has obviously gone down very very well globally. So that I can see. I mean, Nick, from your standpoint, it's interesting because Punk is a locker room leader has been yeah. pushed as the narrative for the last few weeks and, and, and a little bit beyond that now what do you think about punk as a locker room leader i, I believe it's possible but then I, I also think some of the some of these notes here a little bit confrontational perhaps i don't know I, what you would think on i that. i think that there was a lot of reasonable skepticism around the the situation that tony khan had set up here which is mm. i'm going to you know and again this wasn't like he called up WBD and was like, I need two hours for Punk. It sounded like WBD was like, we want two more hours from AEW. And Tony Khan had his aha moment. I'll make one show the Punk show, one show the Elite show, and then we can start to differentiate these things. Now, mm -hmm. with the unresolved, unburied hatchet between both sides, it would seem that we are still on the verge of a powder keg type moment at a pay-per-view but I am starting to come off that ledge if I'm not off the ledge, my friend, already. Okay, it was a little 3B reference there. It is because Punk, as noted in this meeting with the talent, said we are winning over people that didn't want us to succeed, that did not think that this was going to work. We are pulling away those detractors. And even if we're not like directly meeting and talking and shaking hands, a mutual respect does seem to be being formed by both sides here. I know there are people on dynamite that do not want to work with punk and are like, I am proudly a dynamite guy. I had one person explicitly say that to me and I was like, okay, tip of the hat. I know other people that are proudly collision people, right. That are like very happy to be there. 
Is there a little animus between the sides? I think so. But to, t- to Tony Khan's credit, I think he made a gamble that paid off here because these, these, these two sides, rather than having to share space and kind of work it out like that, are, are, are waging a creative war that is, again, I think, I think somehow, I think they're, I think everybody's raising their game. And I just think it's creating a space where the eventual conversation of putting down our guns and, and settling things like men becomes more possible. I've just been very heartened by largely almost everything I've seen from AEW in the past month. Yeah, and that and that's awesome to hear as well. Obviously, you know, you've been very involved in those, you know, conversations and researching that. Right. It is great to see, you know, that you have that enthusiasm. For me, Punk's always been a disruptor. And if he is back now promoting healthy competition, creative competition from 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 both brands almost, you know, right. I'm not I'm not the, the brand split is a dirty, you know, dirty phrase to some, so I'm not going to use it directly, but you know, if we're promoting healthy creative competition between Collision and Dynamite then to, from my standpoint as, as, as a fan of watching this stuff, you know, in, engaging in this stuff each week uh, to whatever level, it, it can only be a positive thing. And, and I love the idea of, of seeing where this disruption, this disruptor in CM Punk in terms of a locker room leader goes in terms of looking at that creative, uh, creative fuel for what collision will become. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it does to me, it's starting to feel very dub- like, this is what I think people wanted. Uh, I'll, I'll throw and I could be horribly wrong about this. I'm sure that the ad free shows crowd may eat me up, but this I think is what everybody wanted after Vince bought WCW. They wanted a WWE type product and they wanted a WCW type product and they wanted it under one umbrella somehow. And they, and, and they wanted them to be separate brands. And Tony Khan has achieved that. Like, you know, the, I, you know, I don't know that I want to say it's shady to say no shenanigans because it's just a different style. Mm. It's a very, you know, South Cali kind of style. You know, I don't want to say Midwest indie. I don't know, whatever. It's a, di- it's a more indie style, in my opinion. It, or, or I guess they would say more current style, whatever mm. you want to call it. Um, mm. It's different, right? Over on Collision, you're getting a more polished, you know, kind of thought through wwee type style and over on the other side you're getting something it's a little bit more loose a little bit more based on the whims of emotions and what's going on in the locker room and that kind of deal and that's it's there's a some people love that as well so every a little thing for everything little thing for everybody i did want to say uh about the fight forever because you're right it's doing really really well i think it is a strong signal that punk is willing to take a lot of what he's had to eat and and move on yes that he was he was pulled from the fight forever cover after this. And this is during the time the narrative was being spun about how he was such a terrible guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? And for him to come back and say, look, Tony, if it's going to make you happy, I know you got millions of dollars tied up in this thing. We got to make our money back because I'm all about helping this company. I will help you sell this video game that was used as a pawn to help bury me as a person. And that's yeah. a really strong signal, I think, for Punk's end. I uh, agree. I agree. And we, like we touched on this earlier. You know, obviously, it's a testament to Punk's character. If you believe that, that Punk, you know, is, is a bad human being, then you can come at me for this. But I believe he's learned and grown. He's made mistakes. He's made errors. And, and you were there, you know, you, you were there when some of those errors went down. You know, but, but I think he has... He has arguably in my from my perspective learned and grown from those and we're seeing that now we're seeing someone who has 
invested time and energy into making himself a better person, a better businessman, obviously coming back in, working with the locker room, uh, you know, a, a mentor, a locker room leader, and also understanding the value of a product like Fight Forever. You know, this is, you know, this is punk leveled up. And, and you know, it's a great testament. Uh, whatever you think, I believe it's a great testament to, to punk's character and to second chances, as we discussed earlier. Yeah, earned second chances. And, you know, I don't really, you know, at the end of the day, and it's going to be one of those things where time is going to decide if what happened at the AEW All Out Media Scrum was good or bad. But sometimes things have to be boiled over. Sometimes things boil over to a point where they, there has to be a release. You know, there's got to be a release of steam in order for things to, to get better. And would we be where we are at right now, where we have these two really great, strong pieces of AEW content with people talking about both of them, had the scrum not happened the way it did, that is something that time will will judge, right? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And it's a great point. It's a great point. That is a moment in wrestling history yeah. and in, in wrestling media history as well. <laughs> and uh, absolutely. And obviously, you know, we'll see what happens. But it is an exciting time. I've been saying this for the last... You know, last few months, especially, you know, across wrestling promotions, everywhere you look, not just AEW, not just WWE Impact as well. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan and to be involved in the wrestling media, uh, you know, for better or worse. But but I think but I, I do think it's an exciting time. And obviously, again, we will we will all be watching Punk's development as a rock locker room leader. We will be watching the development of Collision. Uh, you know, it's putting out fantastic product. Uh, you know, obviously Dynamite as well has been consistent. So again, I'm, I'm very excited, very excited, Nick, to, to be chatting about this stuff with you, mate. It, it really reinvigorates my uh, my fuel as, as a wrestling fan. All right, let's get into Blood and Guts now because I wanted to talk about all this other stuff leading into it to really kind of set the stage, right? Because... Collision has been firing on all cylinders, I feel like, for the past couple weeks. Dynamite has been moving some pieces around, building to what I think is now going to be a, a solid run for them. And, and tonight, or last night, all of those pieces really came together. I thought it was, well, I should say all of them. There was, a, there was one part that I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of, but by and large, I think a lot of pieces started to come together for them last night. Uh, mm. I'll start with the main event. Golden Elite defeated Blackpool Combat Club. The Observer saying no, somehow, no serious injuries in a match that involved glass, thumbtacks, bed bed of nails, uh, all kinds of shenanigans. Too many yeah. shenanigans. Um, there, the the finish came when Pac turned on Blackpool Combat Club over some disagreements, got out of the cage, walked out on him, and it actually set up the ROH World Title match that we're going to get uh, this Friday night at ROH Death Before Dishonored. It'll be Pac versus. Claudio Casagnoli. Banger. Two days notice. Per and in TK style, we're going to hear next week, well, that show was better than expected. We had a lot of problems, and there was no build to it, but look how good it was, right? Same. I don't know. I feel like I hear that 70% of the AEW shows and ROH. So anyway, this show, was this match was brutal. Uh, what did you think of, of Blood and Guts this time around? Man, we're talking about the main event. It's so, so, just so brutal. Obviously, everybody, I think, got a good showing there. Obviously, having Kota in there was amazing. Obviously, you know, everybody involved in that, it was it was intense. And I think it was everything it should have been. Obviously, people can argue there's too much blood in you know, in AEW, and it can be too intense. You know that 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 boot with the thumbtacks. Uh, you know some of that stuff. You, I don't know about you, mate, but it made me. Uh, 
made me wince a little bit, you know. I, I know you're a long-time fan, but, I, you know, just when you think you've seen everything, you have not seen somebody get their face rubbed against a boot of thumbtacks, you know. I want to, you know, because the entire time I'm watching it, I'm thinking about the AEW banned moves list and, like, the list of things that you have to ask permission to do. How long was that list when they're like, we have, uh, it's John Moxie, I have 120 different spots that I need to clear with you, right? I mean, it was literally everything. The thumbtacks from the sky... That was that was that, I was worried about somebody getting a thumbtack in the eye, right? The only thing you can do is keep your head down in that situation. Yeah, man. Uh, um, brutal bout. I mean, if that's what you wanted, that's what you got. I, do you think they pull a million viewers for this thing? I, I gotta believe it, right? Yeah, I think so, man. I mean, I mean, I've not really asked you. Are you into that? You know, in terms of that sort of stuff, as someone that, that watches this stuff on a professional level as well as personal, you know, I. I come from the you know i love dcw growing up i love that sort of stuff you know i i enjoy that vibe and i enjoy what they did here but it's not for everyone you know on a, on a, do you connect with with what you saw you know whether you think a million people are going to tune in is irrelevant if i'm if i'm going to ask you whether you connected to, to that last night you know, did, did you connect to it I mean, I grew up huge fan of McFoley, Terry Funk. Like, deathmatch wrestling was something that that brought me into pro wrestling. Like, getting to do all of my OG Google searches uh, for uh, the Kawasaki Dream. You know, uh, I have good friends in the deathmatch community, right? I'm good friends with a lot of GCW people. Rest in peace, Marcus Crane was a very good friend of mine. We produced deathmatch shows here in Chicago together. We did three shows that were headlined by deathmatch shows. Uh, I don't dislike deathmatch wrestling, but as I get older, um, you know. You start to worry about people. Uh, you know, you just start to think about different things. You know, if this is so common on Wednesday nights where you're expected to bleed and go into this kind of uh, environment, is that like a reasonable pressure on talent that like mm. otherwise just wants to go wrestle, you know? Mm. And are they being held down if they don't want to do stuff like that because they're not willing to, to you know, mutilate their bodies in that kind of way? You know, it's a, it's an interesting uh balance right like yeah. as much as i you know as much as i think it's crazy and awesome and i'll watch it and you know whatever my wife won't watch it but i'll watch it whatever and mm -hmm. i think that's its own kind of commentary mm -hmm. um yeah I, I i worry i worry more than i did uh i i worry more year by year uh yeah. about this stuff but if it's look nobody's seriously injured here much like the tiger driver 91 if you're a professional and you know how to do this safely and you're both uh, you're both uh, doing something together then you are the magicians. I'm not here to tell you how to do your magic, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, long-winded answer. Yeah, it is interesting. I just wanted to get your viewpoints on that because you got guys at the top of the card like Moxley. You know, uh, you know, doing this every week, week in, week out. You mentioned expected, being expected to do this, and that's yeah. an interesting point I hadn't thought about until you mentioned it there. You know, potentially, it'd be interesting to to get uh, people's viewpoints on this. Are other people potentially being held down because they're not willing to do that? An interesting. Wider, wider conversation. You're seeing 10, 10 main eventers right there. They're all mm -hmm. willing to, you know, do two <laughs> insane things, right? Are there very talented flyers and technicians and guys that are just like, hey, I just want to go over and tell cool stories and not have to, to cut myself up? Yeah. Is, is that person going to get ahead the same way? I don't know. <laughs> um, on the note, of, uh, oh, a couple more things coming out of Dynamite. Uh, MJF, Adam Cole, they won the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. They're going go to go on to take on FDR. They did this uh, Kowaloon bit where they went and ate spicy food and then double clotheslined i see you i see you cackling do you like this dom you a fan man it's entertaining isn't it i mean and, and, and that you know i don't know about your your tone there but i'm like i, I don't know if, if you if you like it or not and i will ask you about this in a second but yeah, for, sure. me, for me it was, it was it's, it's entertaining the problem with it is 
it was teased at the end, of course, of that dissension. And, you you know, they're going up against FTR, you know, that they, they clearly we're getting some dissension here. So it's sad that it has to end and that we know that it's coming to an end. And I think that that is, I love, I've loved it as a flash. What have what you got? Flash in a pan, uh, lightning, lightning in, a, in bo- a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. I've loved it as that. And uh, so, so if I look at it in that context, absolutely. Uh, you know, but it was never going to go past F- FTR. You know what I mean? So that's my perspective on it. Your thoughts again, from a, from a, from a critical I- standpoint. I'll I'll keep I'll try to keep it concise here. I, this is starting to write, remind me a lot of MJF, Chris Jericho all over again. Yes, absolutely. Right? And and I I I think that kind of I don't know. I look at things a little bit differently as like a huge theater nerd and watching wrestling all the time. You know, I think it's I think it's a giggle and a half, right? I think it's better than some NXT vignettes, but not it's not much better than like some bit NXT vignettes in my personal opinion. And um. Yeah, I, I, it's time. The last time around, I believe Max turned on Jericho, right? Took the heat. Jericho went on. This time around, I was just talking to somebody this morning in, in text, somebody I respected like a lot, and they were insistent that Cole has to be the one to turn on MJF. Wow. I, I agree with that. But then if you do that, Max is a baby face. Yeah, I mean, that- unless it's done in a way where Max was going to turn on him and Cole beats him to it, and he's like, I got one over on you. But if Cole just decides to, low blow max and drop him and i yeah i I don't know you know i i can't foresee a way that that happens and then max doesn't wildly get cheered against adam cole he he will he will and we've seen it before we saw it teased before with with you know with other similar uh you know sort of segments and styles you know of booking for mjf if he if he is teased as a face people will treat him as a face people yep. want to cheer mjf and if you give them the opportunity to do that they will and and the the the, the danger of course is if you adam cole needs to be elevated to the top of the card right now i believe as a baby face and and the way to do that is to repeat history and have and have mjf you know I, it has been done before but but again like you say and you know whoever it was that texted you i understand you know like i understand that conversation you know it would it would be interesting to see mjf have a face run but but you know i'm not sure it's the time yet and not at the expense of adam cole who is obviously you know he is very over but but he would he would suffer he would Here's- suffer in a heel role against mjf i think can, can i i'll throw i'll throw a wrench in this right now okay because there i did think about this like there's the potential to keep these two going as a tag team i don't think they win i don't think they win but roderick strong is in the wings right now mm-hmm. and if there's anybody that would cost them this title win out of just like sheer revenge and spite it would be roddy right like roddy would come in there cost him the match f you mjf and then maybe it brings Adam and MJF closer together with Roddy That's on cool. with with Roddy on the other side. So I'll, I'll throw that out there as well. If we're just going to put on our fantasy booker hats right now, yeah. And I, and I think there's always a place for a bit of fantasy booking, man. I think that would be really interesting. It would be a really interesting dynamic. But the problem is, again, you, you it's so ingrained in us to be like, okay, Adam Cole, MJF for the world title. That is that. That's where they're going. And 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 my. My apprehension would be if they kept it going, you know, we'd all be questioning when someone was going to turn. There's no, to me, it's so obvious that someone is turning at some point. 
And I'm not sure the wrestling community is patient enough to see this go for another no well, disrespect, of course. We'll, we'll see. That Roddy card, I thought about it the other night. Because, like, Other's. yeah, Max buried him out the gate. He called him, like, a vanilla midget or, like, whatever. Like, Oh, he was, I think he called him the, the, the generic video game character or whatever. What a great come up come up it would be if Roddy took control of the situation here, you know? Actually, actually mm -hmm. use this as a chance to elevate him. We'll see. Uh, the, the, the one kind of weak spot for me on this show that was noticeable, and the Observer talked about it this morning, was the Britt Baker squash match. It took maybe two minutes tops. There was really nothing to it. Uh, apparently, they didn't want to cut. They didn't want to give this much time because they didn't want to cut anything from Jack Perry's big mm -hmm. FTW title win. They didn't want to cut anything from the main event. They, did, they, just, they didn't want to make cuts in a lot of areas, and the women suffered. Because of it. And I thought that was like a, I, I, I don't know. I'd have, I, I thought it was on a show that was just so masculine and like testosterone -y and like over the top blood. I, I would have, I would have tried to find a better way to showcase the women if, if I had to give a note for the show. Yeah, I think I, I think it's been a long-standing criticism. Obviously, again, you know, respect what Tony Khan has done over the last few years. Respect building these shows, but what you know impacts uh, you know women's division WWE's women's division has been showcased more and more uh, responding to various criticism over the years of you know the lack of that not necessarily impact who I believe always has always had an incredible women's division but but certainly AEW something that it needs to address you know uh, yeah. yeah I would say you know we have these again as you put it Nick very well done testosterone filled shows which are great in terms of quality but there's a severe lack of diversity uh, week in, week out. The w women, uh, you know, whether you want to argue the point or not, I, I, I don't think it is very arguable that the women don't get as much attention. And someone like Britt Baker, you know, and these there's so much talent there. There's so much talent there. And, and this is one of the biggest longstanding criticisms people have of AW. Why isn't it being showcased across some of these shows? Because, there's such a wealth, Nick, of, 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 of women's talent on in, in AEW. Uh, I'm going to tie our next two stories together here real quick mm. because Meltzer did say something else on The Observer this morning that I thought was interesting um, where he was talking about possibly because the – or probably because the MLW lawsuit, there's trying to not be a lot of tampering right now on WWE's end and not approaching AEW stars that they're interested in as as aggressively as they may have done in the past because they're they're more concerned about – contract tampering right now and getting sued and things like that. Fightful's reporting that AEW still coming to Chicago for Thanksgiving week. They're going to do Dynamite on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and then of course that Saturday night is going to be money in the bank here. So AEW and WWE will all the talented executives will be in one major city here for at least a few days. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there. But also at the same time, uh Cody Rhodes did this documentary premiere over the weekend or this week in Atlanta and uh Apparently, AEW All In BTE footage featured as part of this WWE documentary that's going to be coming out. Fightful had a chance to chat with Cody, and he noted that he's still close with the Bucks and Omega. And if he wasn't close and good on good terms with them, he wouldn't have been able to get this footage to be used for the documentary. And AEW, of course, like Tony Khan owns the All In footage because he bought Ring of Honor. AEW had to approve the use of, of Cody using this in WWE for the documentary. So at a time where people aren't really allowed to kind of talk to each other, these are just little instances where I think there's going to be chances for people to kind of, you know, touch bases a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I just want to throw this out there. 
as I'm finishing this kind of diatribe about this, the elite being involved in the Cody documentary is an interesting play considering the dynamic right now and Tony allowing it to happen because historically ring of honor allowed the elite to do this thing. And it blew up in ring of honor's face because they all left to start their own promotion. WWE with this documentary that I'm sure will be very widespread. I'm sure everyone's going to watch this thing are effectively introducing the elite to their audience. They are introducing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, probably Hangman Page, into their audience. These guys have their contracts coming up at the end of the at the end of the year. And also according to Dave, not till November or December are we going to find out if they're re-signed or not. There's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. It becomes a lot more enticing, I think, for those guys to think about going and working at WWE with Cody Rhodes now that everybody in WWE knows who they are. Because before this, if you're not an AW fan, you didn't keep up with BTE, you didn't know the story of All In, now you do. And Cody is someone you love, and these guys are part of his canon. I really hope that the decision to allow this footage of All In does not create another All In. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a really, again, really interesting uh, bunch of questions there, Nick. And, and historically, Tony Khan has allowed, and I respect him for this. I respect, you know, again, that that kind of goodwill, you know, uh, where I think it was um, the John Cena tribute. They allowed AEW stars to be on there and things on, on Raw and appear on camera and things like that. Yeah, I think it was Jericho and, and a few others there, big show as well, or Paul White. And, and, and I love that Tony has that goodwill, but then he's, he, he's also been very vocal in the past about about WB taking advantage of his goodwill. So I, I I am interested in the thought process behind behind this and behind Tony Khan, the elite, etc., allowing this to happen for those points you mentioned. Yeah. I want to believe that that the AW's goodwill in allowing this to happen will not backfire in their face, but history suggests this is exactly what they did to ring of honor, man. And they're doing it with the footage of the thing. Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. Keep an eye on this one. That's all I'm saying. Keep an eye on this one. All right. Last news item here. And then we're going to throw to Bailey and it's a big one. I held it to the end. Dominic Mysterio is the new NXT North American champion. He beat Wesley this match was the highest quarter hour. I don't have the quarter hour viewership viewership quite yet. I'm going to touch base with somebody. Maybe after Bailey, I'll have it. But this show just on the the announcement that Dominic was going to take on Wesley for this title did 746,000 viewers, an 11% increase from the week before. And among 18 to 49 viewership, it was up 9% uh, from last week's point to Holy hell, dude, Dominic Mysterio flexing his muscle here when it comes to connecting with that younger audience. And this was before he won the title. I would expect next week's show when he comes out with the title and you got Ali and Wesley both up in his face. I bet we see I see. I look, I don't know if we're going to get to dynamite numbers in the very near future, but they are not far off at this point. Absolutely. And it's very been very clever over the last few weeks. Obviously, Judgment Day have been at the top of that list, but having Ali, having other people, Baron Corbin feature on NXT to get those ratings up, but particularly, particularly Dominic Mysterio, man. I mean, 
testament to his patience with you know in terms of build, building this heel character you know it didn't connect as a, as a face arguably of course there will always be argument on that Dominic Mysterio coming in uh, you know as a, as, a, as, a, as a baby face connected with some people but this heel run man I'm putting him at the top of the heels in, in, in WWE and, and wrestling on a wider level he's one of the best heels of the moment, and this is a nice little reward. I'm not sure, Nick, and this has been uh, mentioned a few times. I'm not sure how long this title reign is going to last. Oh, it's a lovely little boost, lovely little boost for NXT and, uh, ah. and uh, you know, viewership. All right, well, I will withhold more comments on Dominic Mysterio until I see how it play out. But I got a lot of thoughts on Dom. I could talk for another hour just on day dumb, day dumb, dirty, dirty Dom. All right, here with that, uh, we are going to throw right now, real quickly, uh, to my conversation from the Money in the Bank media junket with Bailey. It's Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling, and I am joined right here by a member of Damage Control. It is Bailey. Bailey, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, Nick Hausman. 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 How's you doing? Thank you very much. That was really good. That's great content. Thank you, thank you. Perfect content. Hey, um, it's been uh, interesting right now with Dakota Kai out. You and EO are gonna be competing against each other at Money in the Bank. A lot of people worry there could be some friction coming out of this bout. Am I? Are you worried? Am I? I'm, I'm, I'm just talking on behalf of the fans. I, I'm just a conduit here. Right. I'm not worried. Let me just tell you. Hi, Dakota. Um, I had an eight-hour Zoom call with Dakota and EO over this week, and we came up with the perfect strategy. You guys don't have to worry. I'm not going against EO. EO's not going against me. We're in this together because we are damage control, all right? Okay, got it. And, and you said Dakota was on this. Is she going to be under the ring, maybe? No, she's just she's recovering. She's doing everything she needs to do to get better so she could come back with us. We're dedicating this match to her. Okay. But she was there to, you know, mediate. She was there to help us with the outside eye. Okay. You know? How long do you think she'll be out? When do you expect Dakota to come back? Um, I mean, she's a monster. She's a beast. She's already off her crutches. She's already driving. She's already squatting 315 pounds on a barbell. Do you believe that? Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that. Well, she's a monster. She's a beast. She's coming back. Uh, honestly, I don't really know the timeline, um, but probably faster than I did. Okay, cool. Um, well, I wanted to ask you real quick about Tiffany Stratton, the WWE NXT Women's Champion. Obviously, you have a lot of history there. What do you think about the new NXT Women's Champion? Uh, you know, when I first saw Tiffany, I thought she had uh, a great chance. I thought she had a great presence. I remember telling her, like, you already got the hardest part down. You already have a great presence coming out to the ring, which for me was so hard to do for people who come from wrestling. For some reason, we just want to wrestle, and we we really lack that character stuff, but she had that. Um, she definitely still has a lot, a lot to learn that she can learn from all the girls there. Um, but I think she's just a it's – diff, it's different. You know, we went – we had Mandy. Mandy was great. Um, I think she gives a little different twist to the division right now that adds, like, an interesting factor. And you going to go down there and, and tango with her like Seth did with Braun? Um, I mean, if she if, if I feel like cashing in, you better watch out. Hey, all, right. all right, Bailey, hey, I want to thank you so much for the time. Best of luck. Thank you. And there we go. Me and Bailey. Nice. Nice. A lot of money in the bank talk there, but I had forgotten that she talked about Mandy and the difference between her and Tiffany there. So I might have to go go write those comments up, Dom. Yeah, that's the story. Again, that's some evergreen content right there for you. You can keep using that stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there. Again, Bailey's comments on NXT. Obviously, there's there's real life in that. You know, Bailey is obviously a legend in in NXT history and in WWE history. She she said that to me. She said as much of that to me as well. And 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 I believe it. And and to have those comments on Tiffany, who is an absolute powerhouse of a star, 
you know, you know, he's he's fantastic, and, and absolutely, I'd I'd get writing up that story right now. That's a that's a that's a good one. I will. Uh, and with that, uh, we are through the news. We are through the interview. I will try to get back to writing. Uh, I did put up on Twitter. I know that a lot of people sent me well wishes. So here's what's going on with my injury right now. I back when I was pro wrestling manager, I took. Uh, I, I don't know for certain this is what did it because this was like 15 years ago. But I took some back-to-back choke slams when I it was very early in my manager career. I had no idea how to brace myself and bump, and I couldn't walk the next day. I like rolled out of bed and like crawled to the couch, and it was during Super Bowl Sunday, and I was miserable. And I like slowly got back, and then a couple of years flash forward, I started actually working out in the gym. I was doing shoulder rolls, and I wound up collapsing because my neck uh, swelled up, and I, I had some pain. I got I got told there's something wrong with my neck, but as you know or don't know, America's medical system is hella expensive so i decided i don't even want to know what's going on with that i don't want any x-rays or anything like that and i have just done my best to take care of myself and mitigate the pain that i've i've been going through in my neck uh but unfortunately this past weekend i don't know exactly what it was that did it i have started golfing again and i've i could drive a mean ball uh, i don't know if that's what it was but i just went in i i was so sharp such terrible pain right here at the lower part of my neck i'm still dealing with it i can't really push my head all the way down so today I'm going to a spinal specialist. We're going to find out if it's something wrong with my 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 bones or my muscles. And regardless from there, I'm going to start probably getting some kind of treatment. Uh, the reason I had to take a day or so off is just because I was told, because it's all on my right side, even typing is like <laughs> messing with it. So it's really hurt my ability to put out content. Uh, but you've all been wonderful and supportive, and I can sit here and talk. So, Dom, I had a really good time with you today. Yeah, man. And so it's, that's it's, what's going on. That's why, you know. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to sit with you, man. Obviously, your your boundless enthusiasm for this stuff. You know, you see it on interviews. I said it a little bit earlier. You know, it, it's it's really it's really great, and it does motivate me a lot to to keep going with my stuff too. But in terms of your health, man, like you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure the the community and the people that watch you, we you know, all the time and listen right. to what you do are behind you. But yeah, my fingers are firmly crossed for you. Please do keep me updated because it's. Yeah, it sounds like a long term thing, but but it's worth getting sorted. I'm half expecting them to tell me I've been walking around with a broken neck for like 15 years. I really am like maybe a fractured or slipped disc or something, but Mm. we'll find out. Um, That is uh, you bring up my interviews. uh, Like I said, I'm going to be bringing them up uh, or I'm going to be breaking them up back up on the House of Wrestling podcast feed this next week. I I had to catch up on Inside the Ropes interviews. I got a lot of audio from them. You're going to hear my conversations with Paul London, Kevin Sullivan and recently released AEW talent Fuego Del Sol all barn burners all great conversations I got a couple other conversations I'm working on as well so support House of Wrestling support Premier Premier Streaming Network and support Inside the Ropes both are great partners Dom what do you want to plug promote put over here before we wrap up the show today fantastic well thank you for the opportunity again uh, absolutely support all those communities great people great journalists um, from from my perspective if you could check out soundsphere magazine soundsphere we have our links to music and wrestling there lots of good wrestling content with a musical twist and then we've just launched wrestlesphere.com wrestlesphere and that has entirely uh, so it's based entirely on wrestling we talk about mental health we talk about physical health with uh, with with wwe wrestlers aw talent impact talent as well so wrestlesphere is brand new and that's what we're pushing uh, but uh, Soundsphere has been my love for many many years so any support to Soundsphere magazine and Wrestlesphere I would really really appreciate it and uh, yeah thank you so much for your support of uh, support today it's been fantastic 
All right, everybody. Thank you all for your support. Thanks for coming into the house. We have a couple leftovers here on the living room table. Grab those, please. I don't want to have to keep anything and throw it away. Of course, get your shoes, get your hat, get your coat, get on out the door. But remember, you're welcome back anytime. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.